What happens when one of your trading partners is cheating? <gasps> we'll talk about that in this edition of Tune In. Hi, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Here's your host, Representative Rick Crawford. And we are back for another edition of Tune In. I am your host and your representative, Rick Crawford. Glad you could be with us. Uh, we're talking about cheating trading partners on this edition of Tune In. As we know from the news this week, U.S. Trade Representative Michael Froman announced that the United States would be challenging China and the World Trade Organization because of China's high corn, rice, and uh, wheat subsidies. Before we get into all that, I need to give you a little more background on, on, on how these countries organize into uh, organizations for trade. Um, there are basically three types of agreements that countries can enter into with each other. Uh, one of them is a bilateral trade agreement. Probably the most recent example of a bilateral trade agreement for us would be our agreement with uh, South Korea. They're the simplest. Bilateral free trade agreements, or FTAs as they're called, they only involve two parties. Um, they're easier to negotiate, much more efficient. We'll talk about that in a minute because I think that's probably the preferred method, really, if you want to make sure that people are playing by the rules and you're able to ensure that they're playing by the rules. The second type is a regional agreement. You might hear a lot about these. Uh, these, these regional agreements involve a group of countries, sometimes referred to as a block uh, within a geographic region. One of the most, um, I guess, noted uh, regional agreements would be NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement, uh, involves obviously Mexico, the United States, and Canada. It's an example of a, a, a regional agreement, as is one that is currently under consideration and that is the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, that involves multiple nations in the Pacific Rim, uh, I think around 13 nations. Um, pretty big, pretty cumbersome. The final type of agreement is a multilateral trade agreement such as the types that the WTO puts together, uh, the World Trade Organization. It is by far the largest type of agreement since the WTO has 164 member countries. The overriding purpose of those uh, agreements is to essentially to help trade flow as freely as possible. So as long as there are no undesirable side effects, because trade is important for economic development and the well-being of those nations involved and, and really for the global uh, economy. So while the size of the WTO allows for a lot of countries, member nations, to trade fairly with each other, and the key is fairly, I, I, you know, when we talk about free trade, and I am certainly for fair trade, free trade and fair trade should not be used interchangeably. Um, they're not necessarily the same thing. The sheer size of the WTO, the 164-member organization, also makes governing and enforcing rules hard to do, particularly if countries hide their actions and fail to report their economic activity which is what happens frequently with China. That's the problem that we're seeing right now. And, and it's not the first time that this has happened with China. In fact, this uh, most recent case that, that uh, Ambassador Froman has brought against China and the WTO is the 14th challenge that the United States has brought against China since 2009. We're not the only ones who have problems with China. Other countries complain that China floods their market with cheap manufactured goods subsidized by an undervalued currency or that it still skews its own markets against foreign companies, in some cases being slow to implement WTO rules. That's been one of the ongoing problems since their accession into the WTO. In the most re recent challenge brought up by the United States, Beijing spent nearly $100 billion more than allowed under WTO rules on market, uh, market price supports for those agricultural products in 2015. 
Um, that type of support really makes it easier for the Chinese to sell their crops at a lower price on the world market than producers, the U.S. producers do, despite the fact that we have a much more productive and efficient agriculture base. So let me just put this into some perspective here. You know, a lot of folks really, they have a, a, a misunderstanding about what we do here in the United States with respect to supporting agriculture. But you can see the case that I've laid out here is that we do subsidize agriculture to a certain extent. Our U.S. farmers are essentially pass-through entities, the benefit being the U.S. consumer. And, and how that benefit manifests itself is in a lower um, price of food, a safer and more abundant uh, food supply. So we call that like a market basket uh, effect here. So what you're paying for your food. Well, when, when we're up against a competitive model like the Chinese have where they're subsidizing at a very high level and on top of that they manipulate their currency it makes it difficult for us to compete in the global market now we have 300 million people roughly in the united states and our producers are very efficient and very productive no problem we can feed ourselves but we have a lot of commodities that we want to sell on the global marketplace and if we can have a level playing field u.s producers are in really good shape because we we have a, a abundant ready uh, safe, stable food supply, and we can compete, no question about it. The problem is that we have uh, uh, a disadvantage because other countries, particularly China, but not exclusively China, tend to cheat on these agreements. So interesting to see. I, I'm encouraged, though, that WTO is actually taking some action. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, it's been a long time coming, and we do need to hold these trading partners' feet to the fire when it comes to playing by the rules. We don't need to be the only ones playing by the rules, is my opinion. So we'll keep you posted as that uh, develops. But um, interesting turn of events this week as we see the U.S. ambassador, uh, U.S. trade ambassador, uh, Froman, taking some pretty decisive action. So um, that's going to do it. As always, we want to encourage your feedback. Uh, you can reach us at TuneInAR1, at TuneInAR1, and be sure to include your name and hometown so we can properly attribute your comments. Hit us up on Facebook. You can get on our website, uh, crawford.house.gov. Lots of ways to reach us. We do want to hear from you. Until the next one, here's a look at this week's Vote Check. Thanks for being with us.